welcome to the Cosmic Creatrix podcast. Robin Rivera, your host here, and this is a space for the magical woman to give herself permission to be all that she can be and to walk away with tools for self-healing and right livelihood. You are worthy of abundance. I see you. I know you. I am you, a feminine being who has the ability to create with cosmic potential. So open your heart, open your mind, and join me on this adventure we call life. I'm back. I have just risen from the dead. I have been on a two and a half month uh, self-healing deep dive journey into a very, very dark time um, in my life. And it's not the first time that's happened. So if you are someone who is going through something heartbreaking, something truly challenging, earth shattering, possibly even humiliating, this episode is for you. My life has been tainted with adversity after adversity after adversity. It's almost comical. It's it's unbelievable if I were to tell you all of the hoops of fire that I have had to jump through, some of which I have brought upon myself, but most of which were just part of my spiritual curriculum, just part of my life's path, things that you can't make up or conjure, things like tragedy, uh, sudden deaths, um, severe medical conditions that forced me to risk my life to birth a child and to take all my organs was the only way. I mean, I could list um, time after time, which I will write in a book one day for you all, but today in the interest of time, I'm going to focus on the most recent events of my life. Um, in the interest that it's going to serve you Um and be an act of my uh, honor and humility to accept and take on the challenge of these spiritual lessons. So what had happened was I was at a peak in my life a few months ago. I was being asked to speak at world conferences around psychedelic medicine. I was helping to organize the conference in Mexico. Uh, I was running multiple Facebook groups. I was in leadership positions in my communities. I was seeing coaching clients in my fourth year. I was beginning to hold um, weekend-long retreats for the last six months before that. I was just at such a peak. We moved out of my parents' house with my three kids. I was in a huge temple home in the forest, just how I always wanted. The school down the street for my daughter was one of those alternative educational curriculums that I just yearned for and it was free. I mean, everything was seemingly falling into place. I was, my online businesses were thriving, beginning to thrive. And I was ecstatic. I felt like I had arrived and I had met the love of my life. He was treating me in the most amazing ways. My spirit was beginning to relax into his. And then I got a phone call at 7 a.m. one morning. And the person on the other line was my sister-in-law, my past sister-in-law. And she told me, he's gone. She just said, he's gone. 
and my heart stopped. All of time stood still, and I remembered my last conversations with the father of my child. It was about child support. He had owed me about $53,000. He wanted me to forgive that. Um, I was hurting and reminiscing about all the times that he did not support us and did not show up. And I, I, I was willing to let go of that resentment. But in that moment, I wasn't sure if the right thing to do was to forgive this $53,000. And he was texting me, telling me he needed me to take that off so that he could buy a house so he could have something to leave for his children. And here we are, 7 a.m. in the morning, and his sister is telling me he's gone. And my first thought was, oh, my God. Did he feel so desperate about this money situation that he killed himself? And so for a few moments, I thought that I had contributed to someone else's death. And I I panicked. I felt like the, the rug had been pulled from under me. I, 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 I looked at my boyfriend with a blank stare and I turned to the window where there was blinds and I frantically pulled them open just to check to see if I was still still alive to see if I was dreaming or what if was this real I just I couldn't grasp that this had was real that he was just gone that any hope or dream I had for him to reconcile with my daughter and to make things right and to start showing up more and to mend the past all those dreams that I had for the near future were now not going to happen it just was not ever ever going to happen And so I realized that he did not kill himself in the next few moments and that he was in a tragic car accident where he had flown out and tumbled with the car down a, um, a hill. And I had no idea how I was going to tell my daughter. I had, had no idea that this was something I was going to have to dig deep and find the courage to do. And so this sent me, began to send me through a tailspin, which I believe was necessary. I believe it was happening to bring me to a point where I had to face any dark nook and cranny in my foundation so that I could rebuild my foundation. Because see, here I am in a leadership position in many situations, and I needed to have more integrity in my self-care. I needed to reconcile the self-soothing I was doing with alcohol on occasion. I needed to face the traumas and the insecurities that were yet to be looked at. I needed to face rejection sensitivity. I needed to face this um, hang-ups with money around my my work and these uh, patterns and contracts with exploitation, feelings of exploitation. I needed to reconcile all these things if I were to move forward in grace, with abundance and with uh, humility, with success, with effectiveness. I needed a stronger foundation. And so I believe that the rug was pulled from underneath me, not as the whole reason, but in as it pertains to me is how it's going to show up in my daughter's life is going to be different. But how it pertains to me is it pulled the rug from underneath me so that I was forced to look at my foundation. I began to spiral out of control. Um, I, I uh, had some issues that came up in my relationship and it just, it became too much for me and I cracked. 
I simply cracked. And anybody to threaten my survival or the survival of my family was about to hear the wrath of Kali. And they did. And there's people to this day that are judging me for that. And I have learned so much. I am still feeling so much. But what I am here to tell you is that it doesn't matter what is happening, how how horrible it feels, how earth-shattering, how humiliating. Because you see, the way that I dealt with this was I, I blacked out, anesthetizing with alcohol, and I hit my head, and I gave myself a traumatic brain injury. And I was forced to relinquish everything to do self-care, to relinquish everything to recalibrate and to, and to find my footing again. And this created a wave of, of total humility, of total uh, gut-wrenching right-sizing of my ego. So I'm here to tell you that whatever you're going through, whatever horrific thing, it is here to serve you and humanity. This is your humanness. This is your life. Don't let anyone disgrace you or, or tell you that you're dealing with it the wrong way. You're dealing with it exactly the right way that you need to do with the best that you have right now. The best that you have right now. See, I am writing this episode, I'm, I'm speaking this episode to teach you how to turn tragedy into triumph because it, it is, it is, this is the gift, the poison is the medicine. Your version of poison is not only your medicine, the gateway into a deeper healing, into your deepest love, but it is the very thing that you're going to be able to use to touch other people and to breathe compassion into others. I swear. And so two months ago, it did not feel like I was ever, ever, ever going to be able to come out of this or recover from this. And lo and behold, the gifts are reaping the gifts are birthing and it, it, it I'm only able to speak to you right now because I've had some relief because there's been some reconciliation in my soul in my soul you see I was moving through life too fast too alone too survival driven and the universe needed me if I were to be effective to slow the fuck down, to stop grasping and controlling and overworking and overextending and saying yes to many, to too many things, to having my significance tied up in my success and my social approval. That's not the thing. That's not the thing that is going to fulfill your mission. And maybe it is for you. Maybe it is. Who am I to say? But for me, as far as I can see, that significance is not the pathway to peace. Significance, um, social status, respect, reputation is not the way to fulfill your mission. So you can just toss that out the window. What is this here to teach me? Like my daughter's father's death and this whole whirlwind of self-sabotage. And the humiliation, the social rejection that I've experienced from some people in this small medicine community out here. Heartbreaking. What is it here to teach me? What am I learning? How do I, how am I feeling differently 
or seeing differently now as a result of this? What is the humility taking place? And number three, don't do it alone. Get support. Find people that understand you, that have been where you've been, that have gone through this and come out successfully. We have mirror neurons. Monkey see, monkey do. Find someone who knows this territory and link arms with them. We have Google, Google support groups, 12-step groups, um, online forums, even hashtag the situation that you're in and find people who are being inspirational around this topic and message them. I mean, what do you have to lose? Grab people, get support. And number four, it is vital that if you are in the thick of it, if you are just depressed and anxious and heartbroken and don't recognize your life, get on your knees, have a daily practice, even if it's only five minutes a day. You set your alarm, you go to your corner or a table for five minutes, you can do breath work, you can journal, you can read something inspirational. You can do some movement. You can meditate with a mantra. Use it as a time to spiritually explore, but seek inside. Seek the divine inside. This is going to be crucial for your transformation, for turning the poison into the medicine. This is your medicine. This is your precious life. And that leads me to number five. This is an opportunity to practice radical self-acceptance. Do not abandon yourself. Do not abandon yourself. Even if you are in the face of rejection or you have behaved poorly or you feel alone in, in this experience, take heart. Hold yourself if you have to and tell yourself it's okay. I will not abandon you. I am here for you. I'm here for you, Robin. I will not leave you. I love you. I accept you. You know, because if it doesn't matter, it just doesn't matter. Every single person is one breath away from their next fuck up. Every single person is one breath away from having to be the one to apologize next. So you might as well just forgive yourself, forgive others, and move on to the next beautiful, righteous, inspiring thing. I'll tell you what, this last two and a half months, most of it, I was gut-wrenchingly depressed, dissociated, depersonalized, um, humiliated, crying every day, having migraines from the head injury every day, waking up and not recognizing my life or myself in the mirror. I was horrified. I was so scared. But I grabbed the ones that loved me and I used this as motivation to get down and dirty with my self-care. To seek God relentlessly in the dark. And guess what I get to walk out of it with? I have learned that we are allowed to grieve however it may be that grief is beautiful. Because when we grieve, we are praising the life that is still here. Life is still here. We're still here. So if you're feeling pain, hallelujah. If you're feeling sorrow, praise the heavens. Because this is what it is to be human. 
I heard once that when we go to heaven or when we die and we go back to spirit, we're going to miss being human. We're going to want to be human so bad. We're going to want to see with these eyes and touch with these hands the people that we love. What this experience has taught me is that I love so much. And that the mistakes and the shortcomings and the failures, they don't mean anything except what we make out of them. If someone unfriends you or if people don't support you or see you, fuck them. And look around and turn to those who love you and see you and celebrate you. Let them reflect your goodness back to you until you can see yourself again. Oh, and the second thing that I learned from this experience is that if you are going to be of service in the world, if you are going to fill big shoes, you have to have and prioritize a solid foundation. You have to be self-aware. You have to walk your talk even in the places that you're not aware that you aren't. You see, I thought I was walking my talk. I thought I was doing all that I could. I just could not get to the dark places that I couldn't get to until tragedy struck. Tragedy brought it out. That is divine grace, loosening up the coils so that you can clean the debris. Number three, something, the third thing that I learned from this is that as a medicine woman, as a healing woman, as a mother and a leader in the world, we must walk with the utmost humility Humility and grace, that's important to me. And that kind of stuff you can't just teach. Spirit has to, has to serve it to you. You have to have your ass served to you a thousand times to get the kind of humility I'm talking about. So if you think you're humble but you're boasting about your, your success and people think you're a rock star and this, this and that, you don't know humility yet. If you're more concerned with the amount of money that you're making than the amount of hearts that you're touching, if you think that you're better than the people that you're serving, I'm sorry, sister, you're going to have the moment of grace that I'm talking about. So prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Pray for humility. Pray for the willingness. Something else that I learned from all of this is to stop striving and overachieving. I was running myself ragged. Some of you are, are go-getters, and I am one of you. We, we, we run hard. But why are we running so hard? Is, what are we afraid of? What are we running from? What are we running from? When I'm running so hard and fast, I'm afraid that I'm not going to have enough. I'm afraid that if I'm not perfect or the best, that I'm not anything. So what I've learned from this experience is to be one among many. I'm still integrating it. But that's, that's the lesson here. To be one among many and to surrender. Surrender the overachieving. Surrender the busybodiness. Doesn't mean you can't be ambitious. I'm always going to be ambitious. But to do it from a different energy. More rested. More flow. And I knew that in my mind but I didn't know it in my body because I was so afraid to let go. So these are the lessons that I have birthed from this tragedy and so many more that I just, it's not appropriate to crack open in this moment. Those will be for a future episode. But I wanted to leave you with, with, with that hope 
that hope that you can turn even the ugliest situation into something triumphant and righteous and beautiful because you make it so. Not because the lady down the street or somebody on Facebook, because you declare it so. So take up your sovereignty and declare what you want it to mean. The next four weeks of this episode, I'm going to be more consistent now that my brain is back. Every Friday, I'm going to drop an episode. And for the next four weeks, we're going to focus on people's stories of tragedy turning into triumph. So tune in. Join me. I love you. Namaste, creatresses. Thanks for listening to the Cosmic Creatrix podcast. I hope that this episode has touched you in some kind of way. You can definitely support us by going ahead and subscribing and leaving a bomb review. This will help us reach more women and impact worldwide. And I'd love to connect with you more on Instagram around topics of healing and conscious entrepreneurship. So follow me on Instagram at Robin Rivera Ignites. And if you like to see how I work with people, go ahead and check out my website, RobinRiveraIgnites.com. Join us next week for more feminine wisdom, inspiration, and practical tools for the modern day magical woman. See you next time.